Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. So last week we spoke about the kingdom of heaven. It was the main thing that Jesus taught, that if if you've read the Gospels, you'll see that Jesus went around teaching and he he said things like the kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. It is like a man sowing seed. It is like uh, a treasure found in in a field. The kingdom of heaven is like... Um, a, a merchant looking for fine pearls. This is all Jesus taught about. He taught parables about the kingdom. And he not only taught about the kingdom, but he displayed it everywhere he went. And I, and I shared how, like, like, what was the purpose of that? Why did Jesus do that? Why, why was it the one thing he kept on hammering? And he kept on hammering this thing about the kingdom because it's, it's not just a cool place to be in, but it's a place that we were actually designed to live in that we're actually made for a purpose, and that purpose was actually to live in the kingdom of God and not just live in there in a little happy place, although that's nice, uh, but it's to actually export that kingdom, that other people will get to enter that kingdom and experience what it's like. Experience what it's like to step into your, your destiny, your, 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 your purpose that God has made specifically for you. And we're made to go step into this kingdom of heaven, not just when our physical bodies pass away, but right here, right now on this earth. I shared a bit of my story about uh, the time leading up to me becoming a Christian and how I didn't fully understand what was happening at that time, how I would go along to a church service and it was just, you know, like it was different. And I remember like the first time I went to church, I walked in and uh, it was my sister's friend I went with and it was all good. We were talking, you know, and then like it started and then we went into worship, you know, and everyone closed their eyes and started singing and I was like, what do I do, you know, like I just don't, I didn't understand what was happening. Um, and that time was a time of uncertainty, but I can tell you that I, that time was a, a time where I knew something was happening in my life. I knew I was experiencing something. I knew I was, I was coming alive in a way that I'd never come alive before. I, I'd, I'd never known God as, as anything. I'd never even like, when my friends used to discuss about uh, where, did, where did it all start? We'd go back to like the Big Bang and then we're like, well, what started the Big Bang? And then we'd be like, oh, I don't know. And then you just carry on. I'd never thought about God, but, but in this moment, like it was coming alive in my heart, my purpose. He had called me for a purpose. I was created. I wasn't a monkey that won a genetic lottery. I'd been shaped and formed by a God who loved me. Psalms 114, 139 verse 14 says that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. There is an awe about each and every one of you. There's an awe in which God looks at you and he says, wow, like that is amazing. You're each fearfully and wonderfully made and have a God-given purpose. And I remember what it was like, uh, that first church service I went to and I I walked out of the church service at the end and I didn't become a Christian at the church service. But um, when I walked out, I remember just like walking back out on the street and it was like, Woom, like this thing just hit me and it just felt like it came on like a, a very fast come down from like a drug trip. And it was just like what just, you know, like what just happened over those last two hours, you know, like I hadn't ever experienced anything like that. You know, I hadn't ever experienced what, what the kingdom was like. I didn't know if that was it, but I could feel stuff happening in my heart. And I shared around this verse, Matthew thirteen forty four, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he buried it again and sold all. And in his joy, he went and sold all that he has and brought that field. 
If you see the kingdom for what it is, you'll joyfully give up everything to possess it. If you can see the value of what the kingdom of heaven is, the value it has in your life and the lives of those around you, you'll joyfully give up everything to possess it. Now that sounds really good, like it sounds really awesome, you know, the Christian is like, I give it all God. Um, but it's not quite as easy as that and a lot of us can struggle with it. A lot of us struggle to give up uh, relationships uh, that we hold higher than God. Um, even the relationships that aren't beneficial, relationships that discourage, bring us down and feel insecurities, we actually struggle to hand those over to God. We struggle to hand over our dreams about what we want to see financially, uh, how much money we want to have, a house we want to have. We struggle to ha hand over time frames of when we want things to happen that we feel like by 23 we should have found our life partner. By 25 we should, should, should own our first home. We struggle to hand these dreams over. Um, Catherine shared a really awesome message the other week and I just had the thought of, you know, like you can't miss the boat in this life when you're living with the one who can walk on water. And your time frame is not determined by society, but instead you can place that in his hands. But we, we struggle to do that. We struggle to hand these things over, these dreams of what it looks like to, to, to be married one day, these dreams of what it looks like to own a house, to, to start a career, to be prominent in your career. And we struggle to hand these over. We struggle to hand over our desires to have like a really nice car. I know some people have those desires here. And like it's fine. But we, struggle, we, we do struggle to hand it over. But the kingdom of heaven, Jesus said, was like a treasure hidden in a field that when a man saw it for what it was, he was joyfully willing to give up every single one of his dreams in order to possess that. If you see the kingdom for what it is, you'll joyfully be willing to give up all you have. Therefore, if you're not willing to joyfully give up everything you possess, then you don't see the kingdom for what it's for. So what actually is the kingdom of God? What actually is the kingdom of God? It's really, it's a bit of a Christianese phrase sometimes, but how do you really engage with that? How do you really engage with the kingdom of God? I know for me, for the first year and a half I was a Christian, I thought the kingdom of God like was church was like Sunday, was like in church, and like that was the goal, like go to church and God's kingdom would come, and like the goal was to get people into church. That was the main uh, method of seeing God's kingdom move. I, I, like for the first year and a half as a Christian, I don't think I prayed uh, for someone outside of a church context. Um, I don't think like I prayed for someone at work or um, in other contexts, unless it was like a Christian context, you know, where we're asked to pray. I didn't think like that. I didn't realize that God's kingdom could come in that way. I thought it just belonged in a church. And um, I remember when uh, uh, I was about 24, a friend of mine, or about 22, sorry, my friend of mine was like, hey, uh, I want to go to Rarotonga for a holiday. Would you like to come with me? And I'm like, nah, don't really, don't really do that. And um, he, was like, <laughs> he was like, I'll pay for your flights. And I was like, you think about that because I'll do that. And he was like, I already thought about it. And so I had this amazing God time. It was the most insane God trip I've been on at that point. And, um, and uh, we hung out with a lot of the backpackers there, and it was really cool uh, just getting to, like, uh, just enjoy a holiday with these people who, who weren't Christian, who were drinking. But we got to model what it looked like to have fun, yet, yet live a life for God. And I remember on the last night um, uh, when we sang goodbye to everyone, we were at a club, and it was like, 12 midnight or something we had to go catch our flight and um, we we're saying goodbye and there's this one uh, Irish girl and uh, she was just like in tears 
and we'd had time sharing with uh, certain people over the time we're hanging out with them. But this one girl was just in tears and she just said to me, what do I have to do to, to know God like you know God? And, you know, like I said to her, find a good church. <laughs> like dead serious, that was it. That was all I had in that moment because that was my perception of what the kingdom of God was. I, I missed it in that moment. I want you to know that the kingdom of God is not, is not a space or a particular area, but instead it's a reign. It's, it's a place where God is king. It's a place where Jesus' spirit is moving. And when you make space for Jesus in your life, when you allow him to move in your life, when you pray for someone, when you share the gospel with someone, there the kingdom is. And in that moment uh, when I was with that girl, Aurora, I was like, the kingdom of God was there. Salvation was in our midst but I couldn't recognize it. I didn't realize the kingdom was within our midst. I thought it was within church. But the best way to understand where the kingdom of God is, it's where, it's where the king is. It's not in a particular land. It's not A kingdom's not defined by a patch of land, but rather the king that owns that land. And when, when Jesus is around, that's when his kingdom is moving. The kingdom of God is not a space, but it's a reign. It's a rule. It's when Jesus' Jesus' dominion is coming here on earth, when people are being saved, when people are being healed, when people are being delivered. The reason why you can so often experience God's kingdom in church or often here on a Sunday night is because we at staff spend time during the week praying for this place, praying for these services, that, that, that God would have a place in these services in such a way that people would get saved, that they would encounter his kingdom. But if you come here on like a Monday morning, there's, there's not, a, not a guarantee that you're going to experience the kingdom of God because it's just a building. But instead, when you give place to Jesus in your life, then the kingdom can come. We pray that our lives and our church would be yielded, surrendered to him. We make room and allow the king to move. I said walking out of the church uh, when I first went there, it was like coming off a trip because I had been exposed to something. I had been exposed to the kingdom. And when I, when I walked out, I walked out of that, that area, that space where, where God's kingdom was coming. But if I went back there during the week, I probably wouldn't have felt the same thing. I could have walked in there as an electrician and fixed the light during the week and walked out and not sort of thing. But if I came in at Sunday morning at 10.30, I would have experienced something because they, they created a space in which God's kingdom can come. It is not just a space, but it's where God's kingdom is reigning. The easiest way to understand the kingdom of God is where the king is, there will be his kingdom. And every area of your life that you give place, that you make room for him to move, you will see his kingdom come. There's lots of ways to understand what his kingdom can look like, healing, salvation, deliverance, but a really easy, simple one that you guys can remember if anyone takes notes, it's Romans 14, 17. And Paul says the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of heaven is righteousness. Righteousness there means wrong things made right. Things put into alignment. It means things that are out of relationship brought into relationship. It means reconciliation, reconciliation to one another and reconciliation to the Father. Righteousness, the kingdom of heaven, is, is things being reconciled. They are peace. Peace in this instance means alignment with heaven. 
Anytime you're experiencing anxiety and worry, you're stepping out of alignment with heaven because anxiety and worry doesn't belong in heaven. It doesn't exist in heaven. You have to step out of alignment, out of peace to experience anxiety and worry. Anxiety and worry is allowing the enemy to paint pictures of your future without God in it. Anytime you're worrying or concerned about an exam, a job interview, how, how it's going to go when you tell that person you like them, you, you're, you're dreaming of a future without God in it. When you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling worried. And there's been times like uh, we've had some like challenges with our neighbours, um, and blessed the verse, love your neighbours, but we've had some challenges. And, you know, like there's times where I've just like felt anxious or burdened, and I'm just like, no, man, like I'm dreaming with the enemy right now. Like what does it look like to go in there and share the gospel? What does it look like to go in there, like to have a confrontation in which God shows up? You know, not just be like, oh, I have to have this rough talk. It's like, no, 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 like I'm actually carrying something. Peace is alignment with God. And the fruit of wrong things being made right and us stepping into alignment with God is joy. And joy is the ability to, to, joy is the ability to enjoy this life with, with, a, uh, with a soft conscience, with a soft conscience, with a pure conscience. Joy is the ability to enjoy this life with a, uh, gosh, what's the word? What's something that's really like soft and like delicate? <laughs> You describe your heart like it. Tender. With it. Oh, that's not quite it. But anyway, like joy is the ability to enjoy this life with this, I'll just say for it, with a clean conscience. There's lots of people enjoying this life, but their conscience is seared. They've compromised their values, who they are, what they believe in order to smile and enjoy. But joy is the ability to enjoy this life without compromising your values and your beliefs. The kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Can you see the kingdom of God manifesting in your life? Can you see it showing up in your life? Can you see it displayed in and around your life? Can you see things that are wrong being made right? Can you see alignment with heaven in your life? It's not going to be perfect, but he's going to be moving. Can you see that in your life? If not, are you joyfully willing to give up everything? If you're not seeing the kingdom of God moving in your life, are you joyfully willing to give up everything? When I say um, give up everything, like it can be a difficult thing for us to understand. Like uh, when I first came to the Lord, you know, like giving up my money, like for God, for me, like that meant giving all my money to church, you know, or like giving up everything for God, giving up my job for God means like quitting my job, you know. Like we don't quite understand what it means to give up everything for God. But I want you to know if, 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 if God's asking you to give something up for him, it generally means giving up the responsibility of something you're supposed to trust him for. To give up something for God, whether it's your dream of owning a house, having babies by a certain age, being, in a, being married by a certain age, to give that up for God means to give up the responsibility that it's on your shoulders and trust him for that. And so if you're in this place and, and you've been struggling with this of like, yeah, it sounds really good, like giving up everything and experiencing God's freedom, but I don't really know how to do that. I want you to know that to give up everything means to give up the responsibility of things you should be trusting God for. What are some things in your life that you're taking responsibility for, that you're feeling the weight of? The weight of what it looks like to buy a house with the house prices? 
to be able to provide for a wedding or to provide for enough travel that you feel like you should be doing? What does it look like to, to, to have babies by a certain age? What are you taking responsibility for that you should be trusting God for? I was praying for uh, a woman uh, in America at church, and um, there was a couple of us, and she came up to us, and she, like, she was one of the most like, uh, accurate, most expressive pictures of depression I've seen. And she just came up, her head was down, her tone was so somber, and we asked her, what can we pray for? And she said how her son was suicidal and that she'd been depressed for, I can't remember how long, but months or years, I can't remember. And that just everything was bad. And I just recognized in her, like, hey, you're taking responsibility for things that aren't yours. You're taking responsibility for things you should be trusting God. And so I just had an opportunity to pray for her and I just broke those things off. And it was the most like dramatic turnaround I think I've ever seen in a person. And within about a minute of praying, she went from the most expressive, depressed person I've ever seen to jumping up and down and clapping and shouting for joy. And who knows, a mum who's excited and happy is far more likely to support her depressed son well than a mum who's, who's hanging her head in shame. So I want to really challenge you, what, what, what things are you taking responsibility for in your life that you should be trusting God for? And what does it look like for you to hand that responsibility over and embrace the freedom of living a life where we actually trust God. If you have never experienced that feeling of, of your work towards something you've really valued, whether it's you've liked a girl for a real long time, or you've been working in a job for a while and you've been expecting a raise and it comes, and then it doesn't work out, the girl says no, someone else gets the job, you don't get to lead a ministry group or something, and you experience that weight, do you, do, you, do you know what it's like to give that responsibility over in that moment, to, to instead trust God, that I don't understand why I'm experiencing this pain, God, but I trust you. Do you know what it is to hand it over in that moment and experience the freedom that comes in that moment? Because when you experience that freedom that comes in the moment, you'll understand why giving up everything is the most reasonable thing to do. It may look crazy to some people when you, when you, uh, if you do quit your job and go serve overseas, when you do start planting your church in Canada, which an amazing young man is here doing. And uh, it may look crazy to some people when they see that, but, but, if, but for those who see the kingdom will see there's nothing else you can do. Like it's the greatest deal in the world to lay down everything for his kingdom because his kingdom contains everything you'll ever want. If you see the kingdom for what it is, you'll joyfully be willing to give up everything. If Johnny and Hicka could come up, please. Did I say it right? It's in my heart that, that every person here would experience what it is to, to give up everything for the kingdom. It doesn't, it doesn't just happen in salvation. Hebrews 10.14 says that, by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Salvation is not a one-night stand. It's a lifelong process. It's a, it's a commitment to actually live in relationship with someone. And you don't just give up everything in one moment and then life's all good. It's actually a journey. 
in which things well up in our heart. We begin to trust money. We begin to find more, more joy in the pleasures of this world. But we, we choose instead to again lay it all down for God. And my heart is that every person here tonight would know what it is to lay down everything and experience that freedom that comes with, with trusting God with everything. With having nothing but feeling like the most richest person in the world. And so, first of all, if you're in this place and you don't know God, that you don't know what this kingdom is about, but as I'm speaking, as, as, as the worship was going tonight, you could feel stuff stirring in your heart that you couldn't quite put words to it like I, like I couldn't at the time when I became a Christian, but you could feel things stirring in your heart. You could feel yourself coming alive, that there's, there's value in this unlike I've seen before. I've seen people driving nice cars, flaunting nice relationships or whatnot, but, but it hasn't made me come alive unlike what I feel right now. I feel like there's purpose in this room. I feel like there's freedom in this room, and that is the kingdom of God. And so I'm just going to ask everyone to bow their heads and close, close their eyes. And I'm just going to put out an invitation that if you're in this room here tonight and you don't know God as your Lord and Saviour, that you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, that you've never given up everything, you never laid it down for Him and said, God, come into my life, be my Lord, be my Saviour. That if you've never asked to be forgiven, to be set free from your past and to live for Him, to experience that exchange of laying down your old life and picking up the life He gave you. If you're in this place and that's you and you can feel it in your heart, then I'm just going to ask you to raise a hand. If that's you and your heart's beating, you feel like, like I don't understand everything, but I know this is for me. I know that this, this Jesus thing, there's, there's something in it that I just want to know Him more. I want to know what it is to be in relationship with Him, to come alive, to step into my God-given purpose, to walk away from the things of the old and into the things of the new. So if that's you in this place, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm going to bless it and you can put it down. I see that hand. God bless you. Is there anyone else in this place you say, I want to make Jesus my Lord and Saviour. From this day forward, I want to lay down everything and I want to know Him. I want to serve Him. I want to live in His kingdom. I want to see others experience His kingdom. I want to be set free and I want to invite others into that freedom. Is there anyone else in this place? I just encourage you to raise your hand in this moment. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I know this is going to be really brave, but uh, can I ask you just to, for your name, sir? Matua. Awesome. So I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to say a prayer. Uh, it's a prayer of salvation. There's no magic in these words, but instead that Jesus said that if you believe in your in your heart that 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 Jesus was the Son of God and that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. And so we're just going to pray that. And I just encourage everyone to, to pray along because it's really good to actually learn this so that when you're placed in a moment like I was with Aurora, that you, you can be aware that the kingdom of heaven is around you and you can actually lead someone to the Lord. So if everyone wants to repeat after me, God, I just lay down my life. I turn from my ways, from selfishness, and from sin. I repent and put my faith and my life in your hands. I choose to live for you, with you, and beside you. 
Holy Spirit, would you come into my life? Would you baptize me with with fire? Would you baptize? That I might know what it is to live, to live the abundant life that Jesus paid for. Amen. Amen. Why don't we give a round of applause for Matua? Bless you. Someone's going to come and see you after the service and just pray for you. And um, we'd just love to get to know more about your story. So we're just going to have a time of response now. Uh, if you're in this place and, and you really felt a stirring in your spirit of, of, what it, of what it looks like to give up everything, you're like, man, I want to know what that freedom is. I want, to, I want you to know it's like that's the greatest ecstasy you'll feel is when you lay down everything and you experience the greatest person there is. When you experience what it is to have nothing separating you and God, when, you're, when your trust is fully in Him. So we're going to go into a time of worship. I just encourage everyone to stand in this moment. And if that really spoke to you, I'm just going to encourage you to come to the front. And I just, as we worship, I just really want you to lay it all down. I don't want you to worry about vocal tones or chords. Half of us can't even hear that anyway. And I just want you to just lay it down, whatever it looks like, whether it's your relational dreams, financial dreams whether it's dreams of a particular role or position or place you want to be at in this life. But as we worship, you just lay that down before God's feet and you invite His freedom to come into your life. Is that okay? All right, so you're welcome to come forward as we begin. Thank you, Jesus.